expected to fast in these weeks in a fairly strict manner. Second, as we have heard in the Gospel reading today, we also fast in common with our Lord, who went out into the wilderness after he was baptised at the hand of John, spending 40 days there in prayer and facing the temptations of the devil. The exact expectations the Church has made of what a fast means have varied greatly over the centuries, but perhaps the most common understanding until fairly recently in many churches across the West was a limit of one proper meal each day and comprise a whole meal together. This of course should all consist of simple food and usually abstention from meat. Though there are some expert opinions which argue that it's absolutely fine to eat alligator, beaver or puffin during Lent because they are apparently sorts of fish. Spending enough time in water, I think. As you can imagine, around the idea of a Lenten fast have grown up many rules and regulations, like whether or not you can eat alligator. But one aspect has been fairly steadily a part of the Christian tradition of fasting, since pretty much the days of the apostles themselves. In the Christian tradition, a feast always trumps a fast. In other words, fasting on a Sunday or on the major feasts that sometimes fall in Lent, like the Annunciation to Mary, this sort of fasting's not on. That's all well and good, but why should we fast? What benefit might we gain? A strict fast will probably help any of us lose weight, but that doesn't sound a very good reason for doing it. The purpose of Christian fasting is hinted at very gently by our Gospel today. Let us turn again to how St Mark describes what happened with Jesus. The Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for forty days, tempted by Satan. And then Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. St Mark, through his description of the Lord's actions, seems to be hinting, to me at least, that there are two highly related things we should seek in our Lenten fast. To gain strength to resist the temptations of evil and to prepare ourselves to proclaim the good news of God. Now, it is terribly unfashionable today to speak of Satan as though he exists in a personal way. Whatever you think of that, the real existence of evil in the world today is much, much harder to avoid. We see it on global scale, in humanity's destruction of the planet entrusted to our care. We see it in the divisions we human beings have set up amongst ourselves, and the exploitation of the other that always follows from that. But also we see it in smaller things the way we are encouraged by society to strive for our own personal benefit at the expense of anyone else. And in the end, we can so often only avoid seeing evil in our own hearts and minds by refusing to look properly. 
we are all tempted to wander away from doing good. And at times, we all succumb to this temptation. That's not to say that Lent is a time for getting down about it. I said as I began, we've had quite enough things to get down about these days. Instead, Lent is a time for us to seek God's grace, to strengthen ourselves to resist, knowing that the power of evil over us has been defeated, as St Peter reminds us, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities and powers made subject to him. However much the systemic and the personal evil of this world has imprisoned us, Christ's good news is proclaimed even to the spirits in prison. This strengthening is also what we need to prepare ourselves for the second thing St Mark hints at in the Gospel, to proclaim that the kingdom of God has come near. A kingdom that has come near to us, not with mighty armies or with destruction of the human goods before it, a kingdom that has come near to us in the very person of the king, a king who is tempted as we are, yet without sin, a king who knows all our weaknesses. This Lent we pray that we may know better and share more fully his power to save us. So, what is it to fast? Well, you can restrict your diet greatly. That is something that so many of the saints before us learnt was effective in this task of strengthening themselves in God's grace. In his message for this Lenten season, Pope Francis invites us to a fasting that consists in a simplicity of heart and a building up of our love of God and of our neighbour. This, he says, is a fasting that moves our focus out beyond ourselves to see the unity of the other with us. Give up whatever you need to then, but remember that the purpose in doing so is to help us see the world with ever greater love, confident that evil's defeat is already secured because the kingdom of God has come to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Pope Francis concludes his Lenten message by saying, Dear brothers and sisters, every moment of our lives is a time for believing, hoping and loving. The call to experience Lent as a journey of conversion, prayer and sharing of our goods helps us as communities and as individuals to revive the faith that comes from the living Christ, the hope inspired by the breath of the Holy Spirit and the love flowing from the merciful heart of the Father. May Mary, Mother of the Saviour, ever faithful at the foot of the cross and in the heart of the Church, sustain us with her loving presence. May the blessing of the risen Lord accompany all of us on our journey towards the light of Easter. To that I can add only Amen.